But um, the concern I have is that ideology and a demand of absolute party purity endangers our ability to govern once we get in office. Tell you a, a personal story. Back in 1976, a dear friend of mine called and said, uh, will you interview for a position in the Reagan campaign? I was not a fan of Governor Reagan's. I thought he was too far to the right and that uh, he was an ideologue and all the rest of these things and, and didn't really have any interest in working in the Reagan campaign in 76. But out of courtesy to this friend, I agreed to do that. So I went to the interview and it became very clear as the interview went forward that it was going very well and I was going to be offered a job. And I thought I'd better nip this in the bud right away and so I said wait a minute before we go any farther there's one thing I have to make clear I am not a true believer whereupon Governor Reagan's campaign manager said that's all right neither is the governor <laughs> and I came to understand that and I've now become a huge Ronald Reagan fan which I, as I say, I was not at one point, because Ronald Reagan, in addition to having slogans that could whip up the ideologues and get them uh, working at the polls, had ideas and solutions to our problems. And the reason he was one of the pivotal presidents of American history was not because of his slogans. It was because of his ideas. And I've, the more I've read about him, uh, I met him, but I didn't know him at all well, but uh, the more I've read about him, the more I have come to appreciate just how deeply he was immersed in the ideas of government and how shrewdly he understood the issues that we faced. As I look out over the political landscape now, I find plenty of slogans on the Republican side and not very many ideas. And indeed, if you raise specific ideas and solutions, as I tried to do on healthcare with Ron Wyden, you are attacked with the same vigor as we've seen in American politics all the way back to the arguments over slavery and polygamy. Uh, you were attacked as being uh, a wimp, insufficiently pure, uh, and unreliable. And if we cannot get the Republican Party out of that mode, uh, the pendulum will swing and we will take control of the House. I think that's going to happen, and frankly, with the death of Robert C. Byrd, there's a chance we will take control of the Senate as well, because I think uh, whoever is appointed to the balance of Senator Byrd's term will have to contest that in November, and uh, Representative Capito will probably win that in 
West Virginia. And I think uh, with 41 as a base, assuming we hold all of our incumbents, West Virginia takes us to 42, Mike Castle and Delaware 43, and we to add them all up, we could get to 51. At which point, it's thank you for the slogans, thank you for the election. But in the immortal words of Robert Redford in the movie The Candidate, what do we do now? If we do not have an answer to that, the pendulum will swing away from us as rapidly as it has swung towards us. And we will, by default, hand the government, the reins of government back to the Democrats. One last thought and then your questions. People ask me, what's the difference between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party? The Democratic Party, in spite of its reverence for Andrew Jackson and Thomas Jefferson, Democratic Party is the party of Franklin Roosevelt. Modern politics began in the New Deal. And the Democratic Party is the party of Franklin Roosevelt, and that means it is the party of government. Their first impulse when faced with any kind of problem is, how can the federal government solve this? The Republican Party is the party of free markets. And indeed, the modern Republican Party for a while traced its roots back to Ronald Reagan. Realize Ronald Reagan is the only president we've had in our history whose degree, we don't ever think of Reagan as an academic, his degree was in classical economics. He learned pre-Keynesian the importance of free markets. And his first instinct, and the Republicans party, Republican Party's first instinct, is if faced with a social problem, how can the markets deal with this problem? Now the fact is we do have some problems that require government, and the Democrats are right. And we do have problems that require the freedom of markets to solve, and the Republicans are right. And it is, it is the tension between the party of government and the party of free markets that has moved back and forth and allowed America to be the most successful country in the world. If that tension is broken and either one has complete sway, we're going to have some difficulty. And right now, neither party has any real good ideas. And the fight is not over the ideas of what we should be doing to solve our problems. The fight is over who is going to win the game. And all of the battle is who's going to win the next election. And it's like rooting for the 49ers or the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which really means nothing in terms of the, uh, the future of the country, but gets the passions going uh, in January. And here it's a battle over which team is going to win the election, but not how are we going to solve our problems. That is the tragedy of American politics today, and we need someone like a Ronald Reagan who can step forward Yes, use the slogans to win the election, but 
once having won it, have the ideas that will solve our problems. Because I believe in free markets more than I believe in government. I'm a Republican. 